Hello, listeners. Thank you for tuning in to WGWG.org. My name is Stephanie Flores Fuentes. Welcome to Insert Subject Here, or ISH, as I like to call it. ISH is a segment in this radio that covers popular news subjects and takes a closer look to the data in regards to said subjects. Today's topic is sleep. I'm sure many of you are well acquainted with it. But before we get into the details, let's kick off our music segment with a little bit of Queen. Sleep. It is essential. And most of us still miss the good old days when nap time was actually required in your daily schedule. I don't know about you, listener, but I could always do with a little bit more sleep. In the four years I was in college, I think I went without sleep for about eight days. And one time it was a consecutive two days of no sleep, and I never want to revisit that time ever again. But let's back up for a second. How much should you sleep? According to the National Sleep Foundation, people who are between 18 to 64 years of age should sleep around seven to nine hours. There are a few more brackets listed within their website, but I figured that this range would be most relevant for you listening. However, as a rule of thumb, the younger you are, the more sleep you need. Considering that sleep should take up at least 29% of your daily life, it sounds like a pretty important facet. But what about when you don't sleep? Well, friends, that is when problems arise. There have been many health issues that have been connected with lack of sleep. In the scholarly articles I gathered, mood, memory, motor performance, and weight can all be affected by a lack of sleep. One study in particular caught my eye during my research. The title is a doozy, so bear with me. It's titled, The Cumulative Cost of Additional Wakefulness, Dose-Response Effects of Neurobehavioral Functions and Sleep Physiology for Chronic Sleep Restriction and Total Sleep Deprivation. Yeah, I'm also still reading from the title, don't worry. In essence, this study took a sample size of 48 adults and studied how different amounts of sleep could affect them. The participants were randomly assigned a sleep period of four, six, or eight hours a day for 14 days. Those who were randomly chosen for zero hours of sleep were limited to a three-day study. In the study, there was also included a three-day period before the test and a three-day after the sleep test. In the period of the three days before, the subjects were studied at their normal baseline of sleep. And in the three days after, they were studied as their recovery period after their sleep requirement was administered. And what they found was pretty interesting. To quote the conclusion section of this research paper, since chronic restriction of sleep of six hours or less per night produce cognitive performing deficits equivalent to up to two nights of total sleep deprivation, it appears that even relatively moderate sleep restriction can seriously impair waking neurobehavioral functions in healthy adults. So skipping out on sleep, even if it's for a few hours, can really take a toll. We will dig into circadian rhythm and sleep cycles after this musical break. Welcome back, listeners. 
Let's get back into the rhythm of things, more specifically, circadian rhythm. So what's your circadian rhythm exactly? Well, the Sleep Foundation is back again to help us with the basics. According to them, a circadian rhythm is essentially your body's 24-hour clock. This is controlled by your hypothalamus. The hypothalamus is commonly referred to be about the size of an almond, and it helps link your nervous system and your endocrine system. It also controls your body temperature and hunger. So, fun facts right there. One of the biggest factors that helps the hypothalamus coordinate your circadian rhythm is light. So when it's dark outside, your hypothalamus then triggers a signal for melatonin and you become sleepy as a result. This process, however, can be affected by other forms of light, like those from our screens of devices, and even affected by factors such as stimulants like caffeine. This also might be why some of you might feel a little bit extra grumpy during, well, things like daylight savings or catching a flight to the other side of the country. So here's your result. This is why you are grumpy. Throwing off your circadian rhythm can have negative impacts mentioned before in the sleep deprivation section of this podcast. Now let's break down sleep a little bit more. At its most basics, there are two sections of sleep. Rapid eye movement sleep, known as REM, and non-rapid eye movement sleep, known as NREM. Although one sounds like it's more active than the other, research has found that both REM and NREM sleep are vital for memory consolation. For the most part, when you are asleep, you're in a non-REM stage. Sleep starts with NREM1, which we'll just call N1 for now. This stage is characterized as being light sleep. This is where someone is sleeping, but can be very easily awoken. They're kind of in and out of sleep, and anything in their environment can startle them awake once again. However, then this stage is followed by N2, where body temperature is lowered and the person who is falling asleep is less likely to be woken as they were in N1. This stage also has an increased number of sleep spindles or sigma waves, which are theorized to be linked to synaptic plasticity, which is honestly science term for learning and memory. Then we move on to N3 and 4, which are commonly referred to as deep sleep. In this stage, many things happen. For one, hormones related to growth and development are released. Blood pressure supply increases, tissue growth and repairs occurs, and things generally slow down, such as breathing and heartbeat. Then we finally fall into REM sleep. REM sleep is characterized as being very active and inactive part of sleep. It sounds a little weird, but there's a reason why this can also be called paradoxical sleep. The reason for this is your brain is very active, but at the same time, your body is not. The immobility of your body in this stage is thought to be a bit of a safety mechanism so that you don't act out your dreams or accidentally harm yourself during this stage. REM sleep deals with long-term memory and provides energy to your brain and body. 
This stage occurs approximately 90 minutes after falling asleep. After REM, the cycle starts over again, and most adults go through about five cycles each night. So to wrap this all up neatly, sleep is very important for our general well-being. Please make sure to set aside time to sleep each night. And please note that even small changes in your sleep cycle can throw off your circadian rhythm. This has been Insert Subject Here. If you have any questions or comments, please send an email to info at wgwg.org. My name is Stephanie Flores Fuentes. Thank you for listening.